Hi, this is Chad Barr, and this is my new and improved podcast channel, Raising the Bar. I'm excited to bring to you powerful life, business, marketing, and internet insights to help strengthen your web presence and digital empire to dramatically increase your success. Today's conversation is with my colleague, Mark Evans. Some of the exciting areas that we are going to cover today are, number one, what do successful entrepreneurs do that others don't? Two, how to exponentially grow your email subscribers list. Three, how to build powerful communities. And finally, what are the attributes of remarkable content and much more? So here you go. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. I'm really excited uh, to be on this interview with Mark Evans. Uh, Mark Evans is one of the most sought-after trainers in online business building today. Actually, he has personally coached over 900 people one-on-one and worked with top marketers in the industry. Mark has built hundreds of thousands of email subscriber lists and saved clients countless hours of frustration by clearing roadblocks for their online business by finding specific gaps in their sales process that have increased their revenues tenfold. And while success has followed Mark in the industry, it's not what separates him. Actually, what separates him is his passion for helping people have clear step-by-step plan to grow their business. And I'm delighted to have Mark with me today. And by the way, if you want to find him quickly, there are a couple of websites you can find him online. Zazo Marketing, and that, that is spelled Z-A-Z-O marketing.com. And also speakwithmark.com, and that's Mark with a C. So good morning, Mark. Great to have you here. Thank you, Chad. Great to be here. So the first question I have for you is for you maybe to just describe the essence of your business when people say, hey, Mark, what what is it that you do? And describe a little bit the journey of uh, to get to where you are today. Yeah, what is it that I do? It has been a journey for sure over the past uh, 10 or so years. Um, you know, I started off in, in the corporate world, as as many people have doing a lot of uh, project management and operations management. And over the past 10 years, my whole life has changed and it's become an online world. And uh, I think more and more people are finding that out these days that uh, the the transition from offline to online is more and more important. But uh, what I've been doing for most of the 10 years is really helping businesses grow online. And that's really the bottom line with it. It's it's taken on different iterations for sure over the 10 years. I remember when I started, um, I wasn't really sure where it was going to go. I um, ended up joining a a program where I was working with clients, helping them do product launches online. And a product launch is something that was coined by Jeff Walker, who sells product launch formula. And he had a course on teaching people how to manage a product launch. And I was able to go through that program. And then that actually started my career online because my corporate job was all about project management. I was like, that'd be pretty cool if I can work with clients online and show them how to manage their product and launch their products and services online. So that really, that started my journey. And uh, that was way back in 2009. And um, at first I wasn't sure if it was something that was going to stick. It took me, you know, six months before I got my first client, I was working full time. And uh, that, that was my story. I would drive an hour and a half each way to work 
to work, you know, full time. I'd get back home. Uh, I'd eat dinner with my wife. And at that time, my, my, I, have, I have twins. They were seven years old. Uh, I would play with my twins for about an hour. They'd go to bed and I'd go to work. I'd be in my basement and I'd work up until usually 1 a.m. in the morning trying to find clients and try to figure out this online world. And, uh, you know, it took me a good six months before I got my first client. Then I got my next client and then things started to, you know, snowball after that. And uh, but I was doing that same process for two years before I was able to leave my corporate job and and, and work on my own. And, uh, you know, there was one specific event that happened that really gave me the motivation to keep doing this. And it was at that like six month mark where I got my first client where uh, Jeff asked me to speak up on his stage. And uh, when I was up on a stage, uh, you know, a lot of people would go up on stage talking about their success and their stories. And I had very little success at the time. I wasn't quite sure why I was up on a stage, but the story Jeff wanted me to have told up on stage was about my process of working from home and working a full-time job. And how does that interaction work? How does that process work? Uh, I seem to have developed a system, uh, you know, by choice, because I had to. And so I told that story. I think I was only on stage for about 10 minutes telling the story that I just told you about driving an hour and a half uh, to work each way, where, you know, playing with my kids and then, you know, looking for clients. Uh, and it's when I got off stage that I realized uh, a lot of different things. First of all, the power of the authority transfer when somebody's introducing you on stage and you're speaking on somebody else's stage. Everybody knew who Jeff Walker was. They didn't know who Mark Evans was, but now they do know who Mark is because I was on stage for 10 minutes. And that's an interesting thing that happens mm. when you get introduced by somebody that has some authority. And when I came off stage, a lot of people started coming around me and asking me all questions about how I was doing this process and how it worked. And it was great. Um, it wasn't until I left that little group of people asking me questions and I walked out the door, uh, I walked out of the, the room that we were, the conference room that we were in, I was probably going to the bathroom, who knows. Um, and when I walked out the door, there was, there was uh, a gentleman on the other side and he, and he stopped me and he said, Mark, you know, I just watched you up on stage and you really inspired me. You see, I'm working full-time job myself. I'm in the same situation. I'm not sure this is going to work for me. And just from hearing you speak for 10 minutes up there, it really inspired me to keep going and uh, take this to the next level. And uh, that comment to me, literally the 10 minutes on, on stage and the comment he said to me really changed my life for the next 10 years and, and to this day. Because up until then, I've heard, you know, I think I'm a pretty good father. I consider myself a decent husband. Uh, I, I was a coach, you know, for some sports teams of kids in the past. I, I've had some accomplishments where people definitely admired or looked up to some of the things that I did, but nobody ever used the word inspire. And that word just pierced right through me and just literally changed my life because I never thought I could inspire anybody. And um, I just, I've just been rolling with that for, for over 10 years now, uh, just from what he said. I don't know his name. I wish I did. I'd love to sit down with him again. Um, but, uh, but it really did change my life. That's amazing. I love that. First of all, I love this uh, word inspiration or being inspired. 
um, <clears throat> one of my hobbies, photography. And actually, I named the photography website Inspired by Life. So I love there that. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a strong word. It's a strong word. Yeah. And then I, I love the uh, concept of authority transfer. I don't think I've heard it before, but uh, there's so much truth to that and so much power to when you're on a stage with someone who's known, someone who's got authority, just by virtue of you going on that stage, that authority gets transferred. So I love that concept. Yep. <clears throat> so as, as, I, as we said, uh, or as, uh, <clears throat> you coach over 900 people. So with that in mind, uh, what have you found to be maybe distinguishing factors between successful entrepreneurs and those that are either not successful yet or struggling to become successful, or maybe somewhat successful, but not to the highest level of success. I'm curious uh, of your opinion on that. Yeah, I, I think the big word, and, and you know, it's been said before about entrepreneurs, I, I think the big word is the word fail. Um, it's actually important, I think, for entrepreneurs to fail, because it's out of the, those failures that um, we get to pick ourselves up and, and keep going. And, and when I say keep going, this is the second word I like to use to answer your question is the word consistency. I think the difference between the successful people and the ones that are not quite just there yet or trying to get over the edge is that they fall just a little bit short of keeping consistent with what they're doing. So what do I mean by that? Well, it's, it's good to start something and it's good to be consistent with it for a while but a lot of times we feel like it's not working, so we just stop. And the idea is really to be consistent with it. And we got to get ourselves over the hump, over the edge of that consistency where we're deciding to quit what we're doing and move on to the next thing. And, and I learned this from the story that I just told about, you know, working full time, but also building an online business. I mean, I was doing it for two years. It took me two years to get consistent enough to have my own business that I could leave my job. Now I could have chose to stop doing that after six months, but if I did, I wouldn't be talking with you, right? It was the consistency that kept me going. And I don't mean to say that at some point we should, you know, I don't, uh, using the word give up is a little harsh, but maybe we should stop the project we're working on and maybe move on to next, the next step. But I think we don't allow ourselves to give enough time for it. You know, set a goal. Maybe it's a year, you know, and this way you're doing a system over that year that you've developed over that year over and over again and then evaluate. Right. Your goals can change. But at least after, let's say, a year, you can look back and be like, look, I developed the process. I've been doing this process for a year and here are the results I'm getting. And if the results are good then we keep going. And if the results are not good, we're now at a point where we could say, you know what, maybe it's time to move on. But so many of us do that process in, let's say, two weeks or a month, and we just stop and we move on to the next thing. It's just not enough time. You got to be consistent because entrepreneurs are just going to fail. They're just going to fail. It's, it's how we push through. So not, not only it sounds like it, from your perspective, it's okay to fail, um, it's an integral part of becoming a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I really think so. Yeah. It's so many entrepreneurs I see uh, have that uh, fear of failure. So not only um, they don't recognize the need for it, but yeah. they so fear the failure that they don't even try, right? So. Yeah, and they need to embrace it, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, 
So, so one of the key focus areas in your business that you've been uh, so successful at and helped so many others is the, the whole area of growing your um, email list. So yeah. would you share with our listeners and the viewers, um, how, what are some of the ideas or insights you can share with us that will enable us to significantly grow our email list? And I realize um, maybe as a, as a shout out for you, that's some of the workshop and coaching that you do with Entrepreneur, which I highly recommend. But uh, yeah. I'd love to hear your opinion on how to significantly grow one's email list. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have been discussing growing an email list by using a similar method for, for 10 years now, right? It's taken on different iterations because things have changed. I remember back 10 years ago when I talked about the method that I usually use, it was more using an ebook, right? Mm-hmm. Ebooks were all the rage. Ebooks are still great now, but they still work now. But these days it's more about video. People are doing more video. And, and really the method that I work with people mostly on, it's called an expert showcase series. Mm-hmm. And the best way to describe it is I'm sure most people that are listening um, have heard of virtual online summits and they are all over the place. In fact, now with the pandemic, I have never seen more online summits than I am seeing right now. And if you're not familiar with a virtual online summit, it's when you see a group of experts in a particular area get together and they put on an event for, let's say, two or three days, and they talk about their expertise in that subject matter. It could be about business. It could be about meditation. It could be about, you know, it could be about anything, right? And, and these virtual events are great because the, the people that are putting it on, the experts, they get to showcase you know, their stuff and tell people about them and what they have to offer. And it's great for the viewer because they get to consume unbelievable content from all these great experts. And so I'm a big proponent of virtual online summits, uh, except for this one thing. They're a big pain to put together. They take a long time to put together. On average, they probably take about six months because there's so many moving parts. Uh, You have to get all the experts together. You have to interview all the experts. All the experts usually have some type of promotion they want to do. So you have to hook up the technology so the promotions could go to their shopping carts. Um, You know, then you have to schedule the dates that you're going to stream this because usually they're live streamed over a period of time, more technology there. So it takes a long time to do all this. So what I teach is I teach a version of this that really takes all the the negatives from a virtual summit and cuts the time really in half. And it becomes a big list building exercise because these virtual online summits normally do three things. The first thing it does, it, it becomes a list building exercise because when the experts promote the summits to all their followings, they're opting in to view this summit. And when they opt in, they're opting in to the host's list. So it's a big list build for the host. Number two, it's a revenue generation event when you do these virtual online summits because the the speakers are usually promoting something. The host, him or herself, might be promoting um, a package to go along with the summit, maybe download the recordings, get some specials that uh, are involved with the summit, offer some bonuses. So there's revenue to be made there. And number three for the host, it's a, it's a relationship building event because she or he is working with all these experts and you get to develop relationships because of that. The way I go by it is I'm really focused on the list building event because it's so important for you to have a list. It's the most important asset you can have in your company. You can have a huge following on Facebook. 
You could be doing great on YouTube with subscribers, but tomorrow Facebook could shut down your page. It could shut down your ad account and YouTube could do the same. In fact, it's happening more now than ever, as I'm noticing with this pandemic. I am watching Facebook shut down more accounts during this pandemic than I have ever seen before. And that's because they don't have as many human beings working on the back end as they do their AI, their mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. And that AI is scanning through all the pages and all the ads. And if they find a trigger word or phrase or things that they don't like, they're shutting them down. Oh, wow. And that doesn't mean that the account's gone forever, but it disrupts, it disrupts business. And you have to get on the, on the line with a, an actual person to get it going again. And it, it just disrupts business. So you don't have control over that, but you do have control over your list. So I think once you have that asset of a list, the revenue is all in that list. So I really concentrate on the list building most importantly. And through an expert showcase, what I'm having you do really is just contact these experts. You can literally search for them within 20 minutes and find hundreds of them online. Uh, you go, you contact them with a simple email. You ask them to do an interview, very similar to what you and I are doing here. The difference is, is that, Chad, you're asking me a number of questions over this interview. It's probably going to end up being, I don't know, 30 or so more minutes. But the, the, the process that I have people do is that I'm having you ask the expert only one question. And the interview is really only 10 minutes. Oh, wow. So this way you're not taking up a lot of time of that, you know, of that expert. So you can get the, the, the actual interview done. You don't need to be a professional interviewer, prepare questions ahead of time. The expert is not sitting there taking up most of his day on the interview and it's done very quickly. And then the experts are promoting it to their list along with the other experts that you have in the showcase. And in order for them to see these videos, we put them up on a nice page and all the expert interviews are there, but then they opt into that person's list to go watch those videos. And you don't have to schedule the event to be a specific time. They could watch it whenever they want. So it takes all the work of an online virtual summit, cuts it in half, and it becomes a, a huge list building exercise that uh, people can really get a decent sized list very quickly and get their business going. This is fascinating. I love that concept, really do. Yeah. So those of us uh, interested in how to do that, what's the best way uh, to hook up with you, Mark? Uh, is it a workshop well, yeah. you're conducting or how, how do you do that? Yeah, so speakwithmark.com is, is probably the best way to do it. Uh, we could get on a call. Um, I'm going to ask you what your market is. And usually on that first call, we just, we just start going into your market and I show you how to get those experts like immediately. And uh, if you want to take it further and go through my, my workshop, you'd have the opportunity. Uh, if not, you're on your way. So uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good, it's a good introduction call. It's a lot of fun, a lot of good value there for sure. That's awesome. Lots of value from you, Mark. And I encourage everyone go there and check it out. Uh, Profound impact on your business. I love it, love it, love it. Um, depending when you're listening or watching this interview with Mark and me, um, we are right in the midst of the uh, corona pandemic uh, crisis. So social interaction, I believe, are especially in the world of social distancing, are more important than ever before. So I'm just curious, um, how do you find, are, or what are some of the best way to leverage social media uh, in building genuine connection with your community, with your followers? 
Yeah. So I'm going to uh, I'm actually going to refer back to this whole list building thing and talk a little bit more about number three, which I did mention uh, with these virtual summit, which is the relationships. And it's all about building those relationships. And what I love also about these virtual summits and, and my specific uh, showcase series is the third big thing that really happens is the relationship building, because when you contact these experts um, you develop a relationship with them. And it's also a very non-invasive way to get in touch with them because you're simply asking them for an interview. You're not asking them to promote your product. You're not asking them to buy something from you. It's not a sales call. You're just asking them for an interview. And usually when you do the interview, the way the interview works is that there's a bit of banter before the actual interview that you get on the call and you have some back and forth. And there's some of that banter even after the interview, you got, you get on a back and forth. And in that banter is where relationships are actually built. You find out you have things in common and uh, you know, and it just takes off from there and you build real relationships there that after, and then you go through this process of actually doing the actual exercise and, and promoting the workshop. And then the experts see that there's actually people you know, opting into their list and they're getting more of a following from different people and that helps build that relationship. So over time, that relationship turns into what could be a business relationship. It's much easier to then go back to that person and say, hey, remember when we did that expert showcase thing together? Well, I'm putting out a new product and um, here's how much it's going to cost. And I wonder if I can, you know, share a business opportunity with you on how we can maybe, you know, share revenues on that. And you could talk about some kind of joint venture relationships and then it becomes more of a business relationship. Mm. But the way that it started, you got your foot in the door without being some pushy person saying, hey, go promote my stuff, which we know all the experts just don't want any part of. So that's how I would build um, those relationships because those relationships, you know, and that's a big thing that I see all over the internet now. So those of you that are familiar with Russell Brunson, um, he's, he's promoting a new book right now. It's called Traffic Secrets. So traffic is, is a big thing all over the internet now. Russell has a big reach and a big following. And, and one of the big things that he talks about is the Dream 100. And the Dream 100 is these dream experts that you have that can help you grow your own community and grow your own list and really get your business off the ground. It's just, it's just another way of saying experts and, and, and building those relationships. I love this. This great, great insight, great tips um, for others as well. And I've seen the promotion from Russell recently, a great guy, a great value as well. And couldn't agree more in our building community, which is going to lead me to maybe uh, articulate the next question um, in a moment. So, so with that in mind, I'm also a, a huge believer in the power of communities, uh, which you just referred to. And I know that's another area that you help focus. And, and by the way, as I'm thinking about your reflection of that mini summit or large summit, even if you invite, in my mind, just following the math here, if you invite, let's say, 10, 10 people to interview for 10 or 15 minutes each, and let's say for the sake of discussion that each one of them has 10,000 followers or 10 people, 10,000 people in their list, uh, immediately by inviting those 10 you're in increasing your exponential reach to 100,000 people, 10 times 10,000, right? So overnight, instead of just reaching out, let's say, to your list of, let's say, 10,000, 
immediately you're exposed to a hundred thousand people that may have known about, may not have known about you. So I can definitely see the power there. Right. And the beauty of that is that number one, you don't even need all 10 people to promote it, right? You're obviously not going to get 10,000 people from each expert onto your list. But even if you got a tiny percentage, even if let's say half the people promoted it and you got a percentage of all those lists, that's right. You can see where you can get hundreds or thousands of people onto your list like that. And, and, and you don't even need everybody to do it. And that's, and you don't need all their lists. You just need a small piece. And, you know, we, we talk about big lists all the time, but you don't need a big list to get your business started. You need 300 people to start promoting some kind of product or service to that list. Yeah. And you don't, you, you could use tiny lists as long as they know who you are. And this goes back to the transfer of authority because, you know, these are responsive lists because the people that are coming onto your lists are people that introduced you through that expert series. So they now know who Mark is because the ex the Mark hosted this expert interview series and he had Chad, the expert on and Chad was, was introduced by Mark, right? So there there's an authority transfer that's there. Like we talked about in the beginning here and that authority transfer means that the people that are on your list are not cold. They're warm and warm people are the ones that become buyers you know, they, they already know who you are. So if you continuously publish to them over a period of time and then make them an offer, they're more likely to buy from you because they're not from a Facebook ad. They're, they're not from a YouTube ad. They're, they're warm. It's a warm list. And you don't be, need a big list to, to generate revenue from these types of people that you get on this list. This is brilliant, as my UK colleagues and clients say. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, so if you can maybe just add a few more words, Mark, on um, I'm a huge believer in the power of community. Seth Godin, yeah. I believe, calls it a tribe. Um, is this the main way to help build a trusting community around your brand? Any other thoughts that come to mind as far as building a community? Yeah, I think um, any time that you um, are, are putting a course or a service together, any chance you get to really bring people together in a community is super important. And some people even do it before they put it together. You, you'll see free Facebook groups that people, you know, bring people together into a community. Um, but, but then more warm to you would be people that have already purchased something from you and bring them into, you know, a Facebook group. Um, or even if you're, you know, a lot of people sell masterminds and that that's a community of people too, bringing them into a group, um, either way you're doing it, whether it's before, during, or after any type of sales process, I think it's super important to have it because it gives you an opportunity to really develop that and really, um, show them what you have and really deliver the value that you have to that group. And they become a lot closer with you, but it's just as important that that group becomes close with each other. Mm. And um, the best way to do it, no matter when you're starting this community, is to really set the expectations from the beginning. Explain what your group is about. Explain what you want to get out of the group. Tell them that you want this group to really, you know, work with each other, not just with you, the host of the group. You, You want to set the example like, yeah, you can learn from me because you came in through me, but we have all these other really great experienced people in this group that have unbelievable backgrounds and you should really use the power of the group off of each other. And if you set this expectation from the beginning, 
you could then start molding the community into the way that it really takes off and it becomes a great group. Um, the next steps to do after that is, is for you as the host to really over deliver on value to your group, to get them to really trust you even more and be like, you know, this is just amazing. I'm so glad I'm part of this group. But then the next step would be is really having the group provide that same over deliverance of value to each mm. other, right? Really have Mary help out Joe and Jim help out Sue within the group that it's really outside of the host at this point that people are just really relying on each other to go to for help. And, and then that group really, you know, comes together as a community um, that, that just lasts. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, my area of expertise or our, the focus of our business is uh, in, in, in what I call developing a powerful web presence. And when I identify what web presence is, it falls into three categories. Number one, the business and internet strategy. So the first circle is all around the strategy. Second one is what I call the remarkable content. And the third one are the marketing initiatives that one needs to engage in. So I just want to focus for a brief moment here, Mark, on the second piece which is what I call the remarkable content. I actually even trademarked several years ago uh, <laughs> the concept of creating global digital empires, which to help our clients really think about the digital fo footprint, whether it's articles and podcasts and videos and products. Um, and that's one of the struggle I see most of my clients have. Very smart people, many with MAs after their mm -hmm. initials and BAs and PhDs, but they struggle how to take what's sitting here and effectively manifested out there in a variety of different things. So I'm curious, what have you found to be, first of all, the best way to leverage our content? What are some of the, uh, and what constitute, constitute great piece of content from your perspective? Yeah, so it's, it's two words that I think is super important for content uh, to deliver right now. And, and that is demonstrate results. Mm. I did not make this up. Um, uh, Frank, I hear this from Frank Kern a lot and, and he's right on the money with this, uh, demonstrating the results is really the best type of content to create out there, no matter what, because there's so much content now, whether it's video, whether it's PDFs, however you consume it, there's so much of it. How do you pierce through it? And people, the bottom line is, is that they want results. That's what they want. Whatever they're watching there, it's either to, to solve a problem or to give them, you know, some, some, some goal for the future to make their lives better, right? That's it, right? It's one or the other. So when they're watching content, they want it to do one of those two things. And if that content can demonstrate results, then it is something that people will consume and pay attention to. So anytime you're sitting down and people should be publishing all the time, at least once a week, they should be in contact with their list. Um, however you've people, this is the next big question everybody asks, like how should I deliver or create the content? Should it be a video? Should it be a blog? Should it be a podcast? How should you do it? And the, my easiest answer to that is whatever you're most comfortable with, that's mm -hmm. where you get started. If Very you're a good writer, you should put out a blog. If you're a good talker and you don't want to be seen on video, do a podcast. If you're good on video and you're a good speaker, do a video, whatever you're most comfortable with. That's what you do. There's so many of these platforms and they all work, right? You're developing your own community. So do what makes you feel comfortable where you can shine. Um, so that's the platform you use. And then when you're, 
you're delivering the content on that platform, demonstrate results. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an, an example would be is that, you know, a lot of times I'm thinking when you're asking me these questions, how can I answer the questions where I'm demonstrating results? And if I talk about, you know, how the process I go through of building an expert showcase series, I'm demonstrating how you can get results, how you can build the list. That's great. So if if you think about that, when you're creating a piece of content, take all your processes and break them up into categories. How do you get people from point A to point B in a specific process? And there's usually three or four steps to get them there. Well, you can create a video about how to do those three or four steps. And that video could be a five minute video. And guess what? There's your piece of content, but you're demonstrating how to get a result. That's great. And you know, when you're driving in your car, when you're walking your dog, these processes that you have in your businesses, whether you're selling products or service, you, you probably have you know, hundreds of different processes that you've gone through. Go through them, but start writing them down. You know, pull over your car and write them down and then write down the three or four things that get you from point A to point B and then turn on the video camera and that's your piece of content, showing people how to do that, getting them results. And when people consume that content, they start to know, like, and trust you more because they literally can see how they can get results by the content you're giving them. And then they're more, most likely going to want to buy from you. That's great. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more that from my perspective, the content has to demonstrate value to the recipient. And the value will be how do I generate those kind of results in my business, in my life or whatever it is that I want to generate increased results. So fabulous answer. Yeah. We met several years ago. Um, I think I was part of the Jeff Walker mastermind group or whatever he called it at the time. Right. Um, or uh Anyway, but I, I, I believe I saw you speak at that time, very impressed with your presentation. But you've been very much involved in the Jeff Walker uh, process and with his organization. So if you could just share a little bit about uh, that journey with him, some of the insights and what you've learned and contributed, I would love to hear. Yeah. So one of the great things about working uh, with one of your mentors for over 10 years is that uh, you get to see a transformation right? That, that happens uh, in my life, in Jeff's life, and his community's life. And there's a lot that happens over 10 years. I would say like, this, okay, it's the top three highlights. Let's see, the top three. So the first highlight, I would say, and, and this is, let's see, we'll probably put this in order. The, the best thing that I've seen happen over the past 10 years um, would definitely be being able to help thousands of people Mm. Um, really get their businesses going, like really growing their online business and seeing that happen with, I mean, we're not just talking about a few people. I mean, thousands of people mm-hmm. that is, that's awe inspiring to be able to be part of, uh, of something that really helps people get those results that, that we've been talking about. That's definitely a top highlight. Uh, the second top highlight would be, I've been to probably over, and it's probably between 20 and 30 live events that Jeff has put on over the years. Um, so the, the second big highlight for me would be the actual face-to-face interaction with helping people uh, when you're live with them, right? Most of our work is done at home, online. Uh, you know, Zoom just 
became all the rage with it, you know, the past three years now. The world knows about Zoom now, but before that, we were using Zoom for a few years. But before Zoom, it was, you know, it was uh, teleconferences or go-to webinar. There wasn't as much face-to-face as this. So really watching that transition happen, it really became the live events where you can really see the reactions on people's faces when you can really provide that value, give them results. So going to those events and having those interactions over the past 10 years uh, has definitely been a big highlight. And the third biggest thing is when I got started uh, years ago, Jeff had a much smaller team. His business was much, much smaller. So to be part of helping to see that business you know, double in revenue over the years, uh, more than double in the size as far as the growth of the team and being a part of that from the beginning uh, is something pretty special as well. That's great. That's great. Mark, this has been fabulous. And uh, I learned a lot from this uh, interview with you. So thank you very much. If you could just recap, I know you help, you coach individual business-wise, you help them with their uh, building their amazing list, you help them create communities. If you could just recap, what are the areas that you help individuals, entrepreneurs, and organizations, and how to best contact you? Sure. Uh, I really, I deal with two different types of people, right? The first type are always the people looking to get their businesses started. And to get your business started, you need a list. We talked a lot about that here, right? Uh, You need to have an audience that you can market to. And like I said, it's, it's your biggest asset in your company. So a lot of times when people are starting, that's a lot of the people that come into my world. They, they want to go through this process. How do I build an audience so I can start promoting my products and services? So that's the first type of, you know, person that I work with and, uh, and we go through list building and, and getting in traffic. And the second type uh, are the people that have, you know, a 300, half a million, over a million dollar business that are really established already, but they're really looking to scale their business to the next level. And usually the situation that happens with people like that is that they're in overwhelm mode, right? They have all these opportunities coming to them. They have money coming in, so it's great, but they want to grow it more. And, you know, they start taking on a ton of different projects. It becomes a little overwhelming and they just don't see them breaking through to the next level. And they wonder why. And usually the reason why is because they're overlooking the gaps that they already have on the things that are working. And all you need to do is just go back and look at the things that are working. Let's take a look at what those gaps are. And by just plugging in just a couple of things, you can grow your revenue by over 20% within a couple of months, just like that. So I work with those companies working on those gaps, filling in those gaps and getting them the extra revenue. So those are the two types of businesses that I work with. And, uh, to get in touch with me, it's super simple. Just go to speak with Mark, markwithac.com, and uh, I'd be more than happy to talk about your business and see what you got going on for sure. Fabulous, Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This was very uh, inspiring and informational. So thank you for all the knowledge and wisdom you shared with us today. Yes, thanks for having me, Jeff. You've been listening to Raising the Bar with me, Chad Barr. For more insights, visit my website, thechadbargroup.com, or my blog, chadbar.com. If you find this to be of value, please share with others. And let's go and make an impact. Thanks for listening.